You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. Ready to go now. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. Good morning. Were you all snuggly in bed? Dreaming of a better road trip for your Calgary Flames? And then your alarm went off and the realization that the Flames got one win against five non-playoff teams on their road trip. You had nightmares of the Rasmus Anderson hit on Patrick Laine. The fact that the team has been outscored 19-10 to 10 on 5-5 five and five through six games this season. You have a snowy commute ahead of you. A very snowy commute. And the only thing that's going to get you through your day is knowing that the boys up north are behind you in the standings and that McJesus is banged up. That'll get you through your Tuesday. And you just hope that they can notch a win at home tonight against those Broadway blue shirts. You're listening to The Big Show. The Big Show with Russick and Rose in the morning, not the afternoon. Yeah, it's uh, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Yeah, well done. It's my Delilah moment. Yeah, no, I got it. It was really well done. Good job. Really cobbled that together. Really good. Snuggly. Mm-hmm. Um, we got lots to do today. Flames in a uh, tough times for the Calgary Flames right now. Uh, hosting the Rangers at 7.45 tonight. It amazes me how nobody nobody has any idea that every team is playing in the NHL tonight, and they're all staggered starts. Yep. And it's called Frozen Frenzy, and it's going to be like Red Zone style in the States down south. Like, why are the Flames playing at 7.45? This is stupid. Why is it one sixteen one? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why. Um, why was there only one game uh, last night? Because every team plays tonight, which is kind of cool. And kind of fun. But what I wanted to do too off the top here, I mentioned it in my Delilah moment. It's the first snowy commute drive into work. Uh if you're seeing yeah, a some earlier than usual. Yeah, if you're seeing some idiots out there, uh nine sixty nine sixty name and location, or give us a call four oh three two four oh forty four forty four. It's always fun to share some uh driving into work stories mm. when there's snow on the ground for the first time. Because there's a lot of people out there who've been driving on some bald-ass tires for a long time because it was summer. It didn't matter. I didn't need any good tires. And now that the snow's fallen, the slick drive into work. Yeah. And then people forget how to drive in the snow, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The first snowfall, significant so snowfall of the season is upon us here in Calgary. 960-960 naming location. You want to call us in 403-240-4444 and just talk about the mess out there? Tanya Blakely was just saying herself, messy out there. Bring an extra mm-hmm. coffee. Bring, go, stop for an extra coffee. 
Maybe get some brekkie because it's going to be a long commute into work. Or you know, just leave two hours ahead of time. Yeah, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. Tell us about your well, commute into work. Yeah, because I want to hear about it. Yeah, um, better half just yesterday was like, yeah, I'm not going in. <laughs> Shut it down? Yeah, no, screw it. It's going to be too much? No, don't bother. Why bother? And that's exactly how it's gone. So, yeah. Yeah, because uh, it really started to come down in the afternoon mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this morning, there's a ton of snow on the ground. About 20 centimeters. Yeah, um, it's messy out there. Um, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. Todd, good morning. How are you? How are you? Good, Todd. What's that commute like this morning? Well, I drive in from Crossfield into Calgary and that, and the highway's uh, highway's a little slick. If you don't need to drive, I wouldn't be. But uh, there's these people who think that they have their four-wheel drives and it doesn't matter what the weather's like, Mm -hmm. and guy goes whipping by me, and he's in the ditch. He spun out, and he's in the ditch, so I just slowed down and put my window down and yelled at him, you can't park there, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd, uh, stay safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for calling in, my man. Okay, take care. There he is, Todd. Thank you. Yeah. That sucks. I like that he had the time that he could slow down and goes, can't park there, bud. <laughs> sure, Sorry, bud. Your buddy's loving that right can't now. Can't park there, bud. Yeah, I can't do that. I am uh, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for people who drive like morons and weather like this. Like... I don't know. It's like Groundhog Day every year. Oh, snow comes down and we're all shocked and surprised. I got my winter tires on yesterday, so I'm kind of feeling high and mighty today. Oh, wow, you, you go. got it in yesterday? Yeah, got it when, when the rest of the world was getting it done yesterday? I, I don't know if the rest of the world was. Mm. I know I did. I got out ahead of it, so now I feel safe for sure. Uh, Tanner and Airdrie, uh, my usual commute takes uh, 20 minutes. Yesterday took an hour and a half. Thanks, boys. Gross. Oh, boy, Tanner. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, no, that's and it's not another like... reason why I moved downtown, so I'd have like a maximum 20-minute commute on a bad day. It's not like the flames are red hot and you're you're really feeling good about your hockey team right now and you can, you know, you're just like, God, terrible road trip, awful game Sunday, and now I got to deal with this. Maybe you take advantage of like the Rangers coming into town. Like, what the hell is this? They come yeah. into this market and they're yeah. like, oh my God. They're Adam like, Fox is like, oh, yeah. This is why goodness. I didn't want a freaking beer. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are surprised. <laughs> yeah. You boo me all you want. Yeah. Man, I don't have to live here. <laughs> I think it's 25 degrees in New York this weekend. Um, call us 403 240 403 240 How's your commute going this morning? The first snowy commute into work in Calgary this season. And it's October. October. Mm-hmm. Uh, buddies back home were golfing yesterday. I'm like, you son of a... <laughs> you son of a... Move to Calgary, they said. Move to Calgary. Beautiful city, but yesterday, not cool. Uh, how's that commute going in? 960, 960 naming location. Hands-free, of course. Um, we got lots to do. The franchise. Eric Francis is going to join us at 730. Elliot with that super interesting uh, report on Saturday night during the intermission on headlines that apparently Hannafin and the Flames are close to an extension. You say what now? Mm-hmm. Like uh, that was apparently like, like nothing. Like th- there's no chance. Was it going to happen? Don't worry about Hanovan. He's the guy who's going to leave. American guy, never going to stay. Apparently, it's close. It's not, uh, and it's what Elliot likes to say. And he's it's not done he'd until be it's done. If it's not done, right? Yeah. What changed? 
Exactly. What did change? You know, there's a couple of things. We'll play the Elliot clip coming up in the morning report, but there's a couple of things that, you know, are interesting. Obviously, I think that a lot of players are, you know, I think the Gaudreau thing is a prime example. A lot of people thought if he hit the open market, he was going to be a player that got north of $10 million. And that's definitely not what he ended up getting. So you got to wonder if Noah Hannafin maybe came to the realization that, Oh, I missed out on that uh, one summer where everyone was playing Darnell Nurse and Zach Wierenski, $9 million. Now it's, oh, Hampus Lindholm at six and a half and Damon Severson for six and a quarter and things like that. They're a little bit more relevant to what he's doing. Johnny Gaudreau ended up getting nine and three quarters, so it's not like he took a huge haircut. But I wonder if that's part of it, just realizing that there was not a lot of money or necessarily opportunity out there, maybe with winning teams that he wanted to go to, you know, is does sound maybe more like he doesn't just want to go to the U.S., that there was probably mm-hmm. maybe some cities that he really did want to go to and maybe figured out that it was unlikely. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That seems to be what it, what it is for me because, you know, we talked about drastic changes in the offseason and training camp and all that, but to your opening, it has not been a good start for this Calgary Flames team on the ice. It's pretty abysmal road trip. You know, a lot of the same that we've seen. So I was a little surprised to hear the report, to be honest. The way the team was trending, I thought it would be the opposite. Um, but just just by age-wise, doesn't he make the most sense to extend long-term, though? He's yeah, only turning I mean, 27 in January, very young. I still think there's uh, there's room where he can get better. I, I really do. And I know you're not you're not in that kind of – you're not in that state – than I am. I, I think there's still more to give when it comes to Noah Hannafin. And if Noah Hannafin goes to the open market, what's he getting? Like it's it's north of six million dollars a season. Oh yeah. Well, I I think that's probably six six and a half seven million dollars. That's a fair price for him, right? That's kind of what I would be looking at here. I think if it's seven times eight, how are you going to react to that? I'd be happy with that. Yeah, he's a serviceable defenseman. Like. Well, I, I, serviceable a, baby's not the word when you're paying a guy $7 million. He's got to be a lot more than serviceable yeah, for okay. $7 million. I hadn't finished my thought, but the thing about him, too, is that this is a guy who I, I think that the offense is kind of capped at like a 50-point season, and he's been playing in your top pair like 23, 24 minutes a night for however many seasons now. I think there's a lot to like about what you see from Noah Hannafin's game on a championship team you need a couple of defensemen who maybe push him down the lineup a little bit but at the same time this is a guy who is a very good NHL defenseman belongs in a team's top four and they don't grow on trees so yeah he's a young player he's played a lot in the NHL I was never against bringing him back I like the player a lot I don't know if there's a lot more apart from what he is Mm. but at the same time if this is what he is that's a good thing to have and you should try and keep him it just always felt like where we were always told that it was not going to happen. Right. Now we're here. Where are you at with locking up a core that maybe just isn't good enough? Well, what do you mean? Like continuing to lock up or like it's too late because you already have locked up a lot of the key parts that so far this season have not been good enough. Right. So I don't know. Like I over the past like week, We've had a really hard time trying to decide, like, who these guys are. Well, yeah, that is the big thing. But the 
other thing is like, what happens next? Like this season in itself, I th- how this season ends, I think is going to be a jumping off point for the next five, 10 years for this team. Oof. Like you're either going to go left at the end of this year or you're going to go right. I think that there's two paths. I don't know which one they're going to take. I think you have a lot of decisions that you have to make in season. I don't know. It's I'm very perplexed by this group because they have a lot of money tied up in a lot of players that need to get way better yeah. if they're going to compete. Uh, I, I think that's a good point. Um, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Uh, real quick too, uh, your first snowy commute of the season. I got got up to shovel at four thirty this morning. Good lord. The guy in my condo building already had his car running. I left my place around 5.30, had his car still sitting out front with the engine on. Dude, it's like minus 10 degrees out. Calm down. Chris in Southwood. Sounds like someone's got a little bit of an electrical issue and was worried the car wouldn't start when he woke up in the morning. That's what that sounds like to me. Uh, yeah. the uh... <laughs> I would hope so because that's just, come on, what are you doing? Is there anything worse to do when you have to wake up and shovel your way out just to get out of the driveway for work? Is like there anything that, worse than that, really? I feel like I'm not getting I'm not going. Like, go ahead, <laughs> fire my ass. Like, I'm not I'm not doing this. Or, I'm not shoveling for an hour just so I can leave my job. Or you and do, then I'm gonna get to my job and then we're just all gonna complain about the weather for the first two hours of our job. It's a joke. Or you do what uh, George Russick would do. Uh you hit a reverse and you plow it. You just gun it and hope you can just slide right through. <laughs> And just get right out of your driveway. Hope it hasn't just, gotten, gotten yeah, crusty overnight. Yeah. yeah, just come on, baby. You oh, just gun it in reverse. Hopefully it's a pow day. And you just like just plow through the snow at the end of your driveway. You just go. <laughs> just hammer it. You just hope the street plow hasn't come by. And you just, just try to hammer it right through. The, that's uh, what I would do. The building across the street from where we work has the heated sidewalk. Oh, mm. like you'll see it over there. You, you can see it from here. It's it's perfect. Like there's like an, three to four inches of snow around yeah. it. And then it's just <laughs> warm and yeah. sizzling and steaming. And I always walk on it and I just think like if I ever this own a living? house, I'm not going to do it if I can't get heated. Heated driveway. driveways. No, that's I'm not doing it if I can't. Heated no. driveways where it's at. Yeah, I could live in a shack. But the damn the driveway, driveway better, better be damn better heated. cook my eggs. Yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got no plumbing. I got no electricity except for my heated driveway. Yes. that's what I want. Okay, uh, call us on your first commute into work to 403-240-4444. Uh Flames and Rangers tonight. It is a Flames game day. Sure is, and it's brought to you by South Trail uh, South Point. Sorry, it's a Calgary Flames game day. Brought to you by South Point Toyota. Pre-game with Pat Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson is at 6.30. West. Note the time, 6.30. Puck drop with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson goes at 7.45. Yes. Are they actually going to drop the puck at 7.45? This is the only way. This is what I was like just seeing around like the debates yesterday. This is the only way the Frozen Frenzy will actually work is if the if the buildings and these and, and these teams can start on time. I think that's what will happen tonight. Like you want your aunt, like. Entrances and anthems at 7.40, whatever. You want to be dropping that puck at 7.45. Yeah, soccer then, style. Yeah, exactly. None of this, so 7.47, whatever. No, no, no. It has to be 7.45. No, it's the only it'll way. Be, it'll be seven minutes after. Every puck drop will be seven minutes after the time it's listed. That's of what course. it is. That's of course. The only what... time that's different is Hockey Night in Canada, and it's 15 minutes after the listed time. Let's see, that was the only way this thing is going to work, though. 
Like, is if if you really followed the starting the staggered start times that you would avoid intermissions? I don't know. Like, but they've all staggered so many. Like, they're all fifteen minutes I mean, apart. By like, the time the Flames game's on, there's like the majority of the games are going to be almost over. It's mm-hmm. only like three or four games after the Flames game starts. I think there's going to be so much stuff on. They're going to be able to hop They'll around. figure it out. Games, some games go longer. There's always delays. I'm excited. It's going to be cool. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you guys think the crowd's going to be like tonight? Uh, weather, uh, construction, I don't think it's a sellout. It was 90%. They didn't sell it opening night, so I doubt they're selling out tonight. I think a lot of tickets were already bought for this game because especially the second home game of the season. I just don't know how many people are going to show up. Yeah, they'll be like the advertised sold, but I don't think it's going to be a full build. Like, as much as I love going down to the Dome, there's a lot of reasons to not today. Weather. Uh-huh. Construction continues to be a nightmare. Yep. 7.45 on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's several reasons why I would not. Well, you can boo Adam Fox if you go. Yeah, you can. You can uh, do that. I probably already That's always did. fun. I've already done it before, though. <laughs> yeah. You, can you still boo the guy? Is he going to not recognize yeah, Panarin without his flocks flowing out of his helmet yeah, he's anymore? Got a sick crew cut. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the military. <laughs> Very <watch>. Ivan Drago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Set your watch to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's expensive. Like, that's the biggest thing out of Winnipeg, like, seeing some of the numbers there and the biggest reason people are like, it's too expensive, man. Bombers are, they sell at the bomber game. That's four straight sellouts down at IG Field. It's probably a much more It's a more attainable ticket, ticket, and the team is a lot more competitive. Hmm. They feel like the Bombers are, obviously, because the fans were, the Jets launched that crazy marketing campaign this past year, and it did not work out. Yeah. This is the first time in history they don't have a wait list. There's no wait list for season tickets. Mm-hmm. They, I think they only have like a 10,000 season ticket base. They have the least amount of corporate support in the entire NHL. Mm. Only 15% of those season tickets. Are you tickets. saying it's not a good idea to have a team in Winnipeg? It's a fine idea if uh, the uh-huh. team was more competitive and went about it well, but they're not ever... The like, thing is, you're not going to tear down in a small Canadian market. It's just impossible. That's why the, the man over in Switzerland hasn't done it over here yet. Like, uh, again, the... Um... And it's just it's just another reason why you can't put a team in Quebec City. Yeah, the, 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 the lack of corporate support in it's these what it towns. is. It sucks. Like the NHL averages between thirty five and forty five percent of the season tickets corporate it, it, support, and it's like fifteen percent in Winnipeg. And I never blame uh, the fans for not going. The team's not good enough, and I'm going to spend what a family of four has to spend how much to go to an NHL game? That's stupid. Close to a gur. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like 600 minimum. At least five. Yeah, I was going to say at least five, if yeah. not six, depending on where you want to sit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably paying 90 bucks a seat to sit in the press level. Like, and then whatever it is for food and drink. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's pretty frustrating when, you know, everybody is struggling to make ends meet and these big corporations with entertainment aren't doing a whole lot to kind of give back to the communities. But I'm also not surprised because, you know, Capitalism, eh? It is what it is. I think it's just going to, like, I think Winnipeg is the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to start seeing it everywhere because I don't think people are going to all of a sudden start growing money on trees in the next couple of years. It feels like, yeah, it just feels like the tickets, like the the way the TV and streaming, like, it's just so much more accessible. Like, I rather, like, the whole Heritage Classic is like, I would rather watch that thing on home. It's sold out, though. It is sold out, which is great. The novelty of it will be will be great, and the weather should be all right. But it's just like the, the yeah the, the the cost it goes to it takes to go to these games nowadays. 
it's going to happen with Cavs eventually as that league continues to grow. Like, ain't going to be no $25 tickets. Yeah, I think I think, I think it's going to be a while for that. Well, for, for sure. But it's just yeah. the way it, it's the world going right now. Like, sports is also inflated. Right. Um. Yeah, we'll be there Sunday. We're doing a show yeah. from Edmonton on Sunday, 2 to 4. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing a show Monday morning from Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um. Julian said he'll join us live. On Monday? On Sunday. On Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. On on location. Okay. Well, there's there's one of your guests. There you go. There's going to be a whole bunch of people in town. Should see yeah. If we can try and get some. Wrangle some of those people. Some national peeps. Yeah. It'd be good to have them on the show. Uh, we're on two to four ahead of uh, Flames uh, pregame. Do you know where you're doing the show? We're. There was no, a map. I have no idea. I did look at a map. Apparently, we are outside doing the show. Oh, okay. <sighs> I believe. Outside? Yeah. I Great. think so. Great. There was an email sent yeah, with a I, map. It's a little early in the week to be figuring out where in Edmonton yeah, I have to be. Yeah, you and I just have, what, a three-hour drive ahead of us on Sunday morning? Yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. I got the Wranglers home opener Saturday, which okay. I'm really excited for because that team is rolling. Yeah, you and I can uh, listen to NFL football all the way up. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so what we'll do. All right, we got lots to do today. Busy day, snowing out. Flames are looking like the flames of last season. But hey, they're playing the Rangers tonight, and maybe they can start turning things around. Uh, Eric Francis at 7.30. We'll ask him about the Noah Hannafin stuff. Greg Wyshynski, 8 o'clock, ESPN senior writer. John Bender, gigantic John Bender in studio at 8.30. Hey, maybe. the Stamps. Maybe. When you, oh. Well, the roads. Mm. That's going to be easy. That was the one thing. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Hey, the Stamps are in the playoffs. They are. They made it. Yep. Way more fun to talk to Dave with the team in the playoffs. When I had, not my, in the playoffs. had my first snowy practice yesterday. Ooh. I saw that. I saw that. Don't miss those. Yeah. Well, at least it wasn't pretty glad, doing this. Pretty <laughs> glad I waited until <laughs> this week. I, actu- I actually uh, I heard it uh, on Friday night. Apparently, uh, it's been since the 1930s since a team in Alberta hasn't made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, like, Never the Stampeders, they kept that streak alive. Yep. Did you see the one I retweeted? The Stampeders are one win away from being the first professional mm-hmm. sports team in Cal- in Canada to hit 700 wins, mm-hmm. but it's only because the Edmonton team has been at 695 for like three or 698 for like three years. And the Bombers at 696. Really? Yeah. The only reason that this record is available to the Stampeders is because the Elks yeah. went three years without winning a game. <laughs> Like, they had, like, a 35-game lead on the Stamps that they caught up, and they could be the first team to hit 700. So good. Yeah. That is good. Um, I'm excited to see the Flames in the... Uh, the Flames. Hopefully, I'm excited to see the Flames in the playoffs. Uh, Stamps, so they're playing BC, right? They got to go on the road. That's already set. Yep. Yeah, Done. they're going to BC the next, next Saturday. Mm-hmm. After what happened on Friday night, you got to feel good about that. Oh, yeah, big time. I you don't like, feel good about that. You I got like the BC's baby defense. bump with Jake Mayer. And Sean McEwen now. Yeah, center at his baby as well. He yeah. wasn't at practice yesterday. Good times. Closed practice today, so we'll wait for the injury report. But all yeah. All right. What do you got coming up in the Rose Report? Oh, you got so much. Uh, yesterday was nice a great day. day for sports. Nice you know, there was day. only the one hockey game, but that's because we got 32 tonight. Uh, Monday night football. Yeah. Game seven of baseball. Mm. The NBA starts tonight. Yeah. What? Tonight? Yeah. Raptors do- tomorrow? Yeah. And uh, also, you know, 
I like to learn about the people who are involved with the game. So I've combed through some of the audio, and I've I think we've got some stuff that we can share with the group oh. as far as learning about sports from the particulars involved, if that makes sense. Uh, also, at 7 o'clock, I want to dive into um, who the hell should be playing with Jonathan Huberto? Look at your face. Just I have an idea. Your face just... Like, I don't know. Does he play for the Flames? Probably not. <laughs> That's good. Does he play? Oh, oh save God. it. Save it for 7 o'clock. <laughs> the Big Show live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Right by my microphone button, there's this long, rogue, gray hair. And I don't know where it's from. Look at it. That's not my mic. What? Yeah, look at it. Who cares? Gross. Look at it. Like, but but where's it from? That's not Patty's hair. It's gone. I know, but it's not Patty's. Where's it from? I've been seeing someone else, George. (laughs) (laughs) An older fella. An older lady. I guess. Yeah. Definitely not Steinberg or Wes Gilbertson. Yeah, we did Flames Talk last night. It's not Logo's hair. I mean, I got gray hair, but it could have been mine. That was there yesterday. It very well could have been. Like, look, 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 He's got, got some longer hair, man. He got a little bit of silver in there. Oh, yeah. Fine. Looks good. A little bit of floof off the top, yeah. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, top of the hour, uh, we'll have the discussion. Uh, who the hell should play with Jonathan Huberto? Seriously. Because <laughs> it's it's like you're banging your head in your, against the wall right now. You gotta be careful with that statement. Um, you're getting really frustrated uh, with Jonathan Huberto and the rest of this Flames team right now. Eric Francis, the franchise at 7:30. I think we gotta ask him too. What's irking him? It's been a while. It's been a while. He left that. He left. It's been a while. He left the Eastern road trip early. Mm. He wanted to get the hell home. He didn't even go to Detroit. Wanted to get home. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, and we got uh, Greg Wyshynski on ESPN senior writer. Big frozen frenzy tonight on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Every game. Every team in action, staggered starts, starts at 4 o'clock Calgary time, which is awesome. Lots of hockey to watch today. Perfect day for it, too. Snowing outside, Mm -hmm. snow good. Your Mm -hmm. first snowy commute, not fun. Mm -hmm. But at least you got a ton of hockey to watch today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, John Bender may or may not be in studio later on. Mm Got to be safe out there, you know. Uh, But right now it's time for the Rose Report. And it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. You'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Ah, good morning, friends. Flames game day. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. All right. It's all good. Game day for every team in the league. How about that? More on that in just a moment. Also, ALCS game seven yesterday. NLCS game six. Game seven tonight. Let's go. Monday Night Football, Vikings and Niners, all things considered. Strong Monday sports slate. Only one hockey game, but that doesn't mean that we can't learn a little something about the sport from the players involved, George. 
make sure we get to that by the end as well. Okay. Start with the Flames back in practice on Monday. Typically, after a five-game 10-day roadie, there would be a day off. But after returning with only three of a possible 10 points, they took to the ice yesterday. Although it was an off-ice topic, front and center with Flames defenseman Noah Hannafin. We played the clip from Elliot Friedman Monday morning from 32 Thoughts. Talking about movement on an extension between the Flames and the defenseman, saying a couple reasons why he felt the deal might end up happening. Number one, I think it's time. Um, you know, obviously, he's seen things in Calgary that he likes. I do think, Jeff, as you and I have talked about, there are players who are nervous out there. The way the cap has gone the last couple of years, the market's been very tight. I think there are players who say that if the money's there and you're happy in your situation, it's much harder now until the cap really starts going up a couple times, it's harder now to say no. And uh, ultimately, I don't want to put words in Hannafin's mouth. He'll tell us. But like I said, it would be a surprise by now if it doesn't happen. Obviously, Noah Hannafin asked about this after the practice. Closer to a, a contract extension, anything you could tell us about that? Um, yeah, I'd say probably nothing new to report right now. Um, you know, my agent's been uh, obviously in discussions throughout the beginning of the year with, with you know, management and Connie and those guys. So for me right now, it's just trying to, you know, stay focused on the game and letting them handle it. But um, yeah, they're definitely having discussions. And, uh, you know, when there's news to report, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Mm, let us know. Sounds good. Keep our ear to the earth, I guess. Um, I think this is super surprising because mm -hmm. he was the guy that we talked about all summer that no, no way he wants out. Mm -hmm. He's been told that he's not going to resign with the Flames. And all of a sudden it's like, what? Mm -hmm. He's going to resign with the Flames. Mm -hmm. I think this number is going to start with a seven. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a lot of sticker shock for a lot of fans out there Why? when they see it. I don't know. I think they just will. I think when they see that the term and the amount of money I think he's going to get, people will be like, whoa, for Noah Hannafin? But I think that's what it's going to be, and that's just the reality of the position and the scarcity of the position in the National Hockey League. It's just teams pay defensemen because when you have a good one, you want to clutch onto them for dear life because it's so hard to find good top four defensemen, and that's what Noah Hannafin is. And I, he's only turning 27 I, in like, My question was more like, is $7 million really that much for Noah Hannafin? Like, would people be surprised by that? I think that's exactly I, the going rate. I think people shouldn't be shocked by that. I think if it's seven times eight, I think that's just the sticker shock of that. It's going to be a very... Like fifty-six million for Noah Hannafin. I feel like it will be easy to take after the Huberdo sticker shock and going through that. Like that's now, what I mean. Right? You, like, like you add another long-term extension to script. You're pretty much making yourself set. We're going to be contending during these times because it's just trying, trying to contend. I should say because you're just adding another one. And then if a Lindholm's another one, there's another long-term extension. You're just kicking that word they don't want to talk about here rebuild retool down the road even further so that's one thing you really have to be weary of here like that's a lot of hockey under Noah Hannafin he's been playing since he's 18 I know it's like it's an older 26 if I have to yeah, say I, that I still that's think fine. there's a lot of tread left on that tire Patrick All right. like you, you can, he, I think he can be a very very good defenseman he, he, he is only 26 and again, like sometimes even blue liners, they get better in their mid to late 20s. That's just that's just the position. They learn yeah. it better, the positioning. I still think there is, you know, room for improvement with Noah Hannafin. He's, he's already a very good NHL defenseman. And, and I think his number one assets is skating. Like mm -hmm. he's a great skater and it's, it's a young man's fast game. And I don't think he's 
that's not an issue with Noah Hannafin. I just think he'll get a little better here. And if he has the, the long-term deal locked down with the Calgary Flames, that's fine. It's just, what does this ultimately mean for Elias Lindholm too? Mm-hmm. And again, like I kind of brought it up before in the six o'clock. It's like, you're going to lock down a core that is just going to fight to make the playoffs every year. Yeah. Is that what we're doing that's here? That's what it feels like, right? Like, do you just hope like, again, th- there's also the Dallas stars model of having an older team like Ben Sagan and Pavelski. And then you, you supplement them with guys That's like Robertson and Hayskinen. The, but the Flames need to draft a Hayskinen. But guys. the problem What's is that? the Dallas Stars are a terrible organization to say, hey, just do this. Because they had one draft where they got Jason Robertson, Jake Ottinger, and Miro Hayskinen in the top 50 picks. You're not going to do that. That doesn't happen. That's right. like a once-in-a-lifetime type of deal Yeah, mm-hmm. to get three generational talents in one draft. Like... Every front office would have loved to do that that year. Every front office had that opportunity, essentially. Yeah. Maybe minus Miro Heiskanen, who went fourth overall. But Robertson was available in the 20s. Ottinger was available in the 50s. You could have had both of those players, yeah. but you didn't. It's Once again, it's it's like, hey, follow this model. You, ca- you can't. There's the it's tw- not how it works. Well, there's the 2016 Flames draft. They had Kachuk and Fox. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's it was, slammed yeah. up yeah. home run. They had a great draft. <laughs> yeah. They drafted for talent. But as guys they didn't should. want to be here. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, like, you're going to have this core locked down, but you need guys like Coronado. You need guys like Peltier, Hanzik, Zeri. All those guys got to hit, and yep. they got to be great NHLers yep. for this team to contend for a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. That's what has to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, you'll have a core of good, solid NHL players, no really superstars, but you need one of those guys or a couple of those guys just, to pop yep. and be all stars to just help those guys out to be a Stanley Cup contender. Because that's what you're going, that's what you're doing here now in Calgary. Yeah. Because you're never going to be bad enough to be in the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if those guys don't pop, you're never going to be good enough to be a true Stanley Cup contender. 745 start tonight. It is part of Frozen Frenzy, every single NHL team in action. ESPN two is going to be doing red zone style down south up here sportsnet west you can watch the oilers in the wild at seven o'clock flames and rangers do go at 745 they will be on sportsnet 360 and obviously you can watch every game with a sportsnet plus premium account flames pregame show goes at 630 tonight as uh, i guess they're only uh, no that's an extra 15 minutes an hour and 15 they're gonna go for today so uh yeah enjoy that other games on the slate leafs capitals that goes at four sabers and senators at 445 hurricanes and lightning will go at five o'clock um, Devils and Canadiens, Blues and Jets, Oilers Wild mentioned that one, Canucks and the Predators as well. Also wanted to mention this from yesterday. The NHL released the NHL Edge puck, dr- tr- puck tracking database uh, to the public. Essentially, what they've been doing for the last couple of years, they've been tracking player information and puck information with chips in shoulder pads and stuff like that. And is that what's on the jersey in the back of the jersey? You see that little square? Uh, Might be. Maybe. I think that's yeah, what that is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's it's built into it somewhere. Yeah. It's been there for like three years now. Um, yeah, they have. They can track you all the way back to twenty one, twenty two. Did you yeah. know that a Flames defenseman was clocked at one of the top ten highest speeds this season? Really? Yeah. Gotta be Rasmus Anderson. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Might, Try again. Might surprise you. Try again. Uh. Denny Gilbert. Try again. No Hannafin? Nope. Oh, Mackenzie Weger. Nope. Wrong. What? You're Chris Tanev. Nope. Running out of defenseman, bro. Last one. <laughs> uh, who am I missing now? Uh, Zadorov. There you go. 
At 15.52 of their game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, he clocked one of the highest speeds all season at over 22 miles an did, hour. Did they clock the speed of when Anderson ran over a line? <laughs> Uh, I don't believe they. I don't think that. it was twenty-two no. miles per hour. Though. Okay. I don't think that was a high speed. Actually, that was okay. a short burst. Rasmus Kapari had the fastest. We'll talk about that at seven o'clock too. Some it, other notables. This is fun. Like, total distance skated. Hannafin tenth in the NHL at twenty point two five miles. Total penalty kill distance. Tanev first in the <laughs> NHL two point seven eight miles. Not surprising. Uyghur fourth amongst even strength defensemen distance skated. Walker Dewar has the fifth hardest shot amongst forwards. So far this year at 95 miles an hour, I realized you could switch it to metric. Like after I was doing all this, I wasn't going to go back and do it all. Sorry about that. Um, Rasmus Anderson, five shots at over 90 miles an hour. That's tied for fourth most in the NHL. Former hitman Travis Sanheim has nine of those already, which leads the league. And also the Flames have skated more distance as a team than any other team in the NHL. Yeah. By I'm like just trying to think is like that a good seven thing? or eight miles. They also have the second most shots on net, but like the thing. second worst shooting percentage in the league. Okay, that's not that's a good not thing. good. No, okay, I that that one's I not bad. That. I don't know how to take that data that they've skated the most. They're right there with Nashville. So if you compare it with Nashville, Nashville's got the most shots and the and a worse shooting percentage. Calgary's got the second most shots and the second worst. Shooting I guess percentage. that quiets the keep your feet moving crowd. Anyway, yep. Well, they are keeping their feet moving. That's, That's what I mean. Yeah. It quiets them. Uh, Jonathan like the Daverdo. in the crowd during a, a minor hockey yeah. game. Get your feet moving. The Flames are doing that the whole time. Jonathan Huberto, when he is on the ice, the puck is in the offensive zone half the time he's on the ice. Yeah. That That's feels a good like a, thing. That feels like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Marty Natchez, William Nylander, uh, Philip Cheadle, uh, Alexis Lafreniere, Zach Hyman, Jesper Fast, and now Temi Panarin. So a lot of Rangers. Zach are, Hyman. They spend the most more, more, more time in the offensive Ooh. zone. It's not that they spend or the puck spends more time when in the offense zone the when ice, they're in the ice. The puck is yeah. in the offense. It's, it's really yeah. cool. Go okay, check no, it out. Okay. NHL.com slash edge. You know, I hate I hate some of uh, hockey analytics is a lot of it's snake oil. Mm-hmm. That's a good stat. When these players are on the ice, the puck is more in the offensive mm-hmm. zone. That's mm-hmm. something that's tangible. That makes sense. Yeah, it breaks down easy. Yeah, that's Neutral good. Zone, that's good zone. stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. This is a great thing. Don't when, tell me about expected goals. When Nikita Zadorov, I just want to roll my eyes so hard <laughs> I get a headache. When Nikita Zadorov's on the ice, the puck spends a lot of time in the neutral zone. Yeah. I don't know what that means. That's, yeah. what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? A lot of no middle idea. hockey. <laughs> no, I guess that's, no, that's good if that's you're protecting good. a lead. Well, but what if you're trailing? I said it's good if you're protecting the lead. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, well, if you start in your defensive zone, that's good. But if you start in your yeah. offensive zone, that's bad. I don't so, know how to take that one. I don't know how about how to... this? Adam Fox, when he's on the ice, the puck's in the offensive zone 49.1% of the time. You know, this would be a fun thing. That's I good. want you to find like four or five stats for a segment tomorrow, yeah. and we'll yeah. try and decide if it's a good stat or a bad stat. Sure will. That'd okay. be fun. Do that. All right. NFL Week 7 concluded yesterday. Vikings and 49ers, lots of star power absent. Both teams without their top receiver. Justin Jefferson for many. He's been out for a little while. Debo Samuel for the Niners. San Fran also without their left tackle. Trent Williams. Christian McCaffrey did play with that rib injury. Couple early turnovers for both clubs. Kirk Cousins threw a pick on his second pass of the game. And then McCaffrey fumbled five plays Which later. Which wasn't really his fault. Mm, gave the Vikings the ball back. No interception from Kirk on this drive. The 49ers rush for Kirk straight drop. Loops to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. It's a high five for Jordan Addison. His fifth touchdown this season. And the Vikings have taken a 6-0 lead. Yeah, talk about taking advantage of an opportunity. Jordan Addison. <laughs> Have yourself a start to your career. 
Niners missed a field goal from 40 yards on their next drive. Back-to-back misses for Moody. He had missed the potential game winner at the end of where their mm-hmm. week six game as well. Vikings march the field goal. They kick a field goal from the red zone. 10-0 lead around the midway point of the second. Niners march the field, punching a short yardage TD by CMC. 16, 16 straight, game. straight games with a touchdown. That is the second longest streak in NFL history. It looked like San Fran would only trail by three, but then... Cousins fires over the middle, and it is... And it's a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah, stole it is incredibly accurate. Yep. That was an interception. He ripped it from the defender's grasp, turned an interception into a TD, and a 16-7 halftime lead after a missed PAT. They just continued to press. A couple of bad interceptions by Brock Purdy late in this game. Yep. Both of them by Cameron Binham. The Vikings, now 3-4. and four. The Niners, 5-2, and 22-17. The final score. Yeah. Um. Again, very surprising that Kirk doesn't in prime time because usually that's three and a, ten now yeah, on Monday night. Usually that's uh, the death when Kirk Cousins plays Monday night. But gotta give the Vikings credit. I thought their defense played really well. Oh, line and- man, that's like the biggest thing is that that offensive line for them that's been ridiculed for so long because they couldn't run the ball. They kept Kirk clean against that defensive front. I mean, yep. That was huge. And if they can continue to do that, three and four Vikings, they've rallied off three in a row here. Looking at that, I hate doing this, looking ahead of the schedule, because the NFL, you don't know what you're going to get week in and week out, but they get the Packers on Sunday, man. They, that's a winnable game. That's a very this winnable is game. all without Justin Jefferson yeah. in the lineup, and he's apparently going to come back because he wants to get paid and set all and these records. Addison's only second to Tyreek Hill in touchdowns this year. Yeah, so Vikings <laughs> look good. And again, Brock Purdy threw some bad interceptions. Kyle Shanahan was frustrated. I've said it. I've asked the question, and I think I think to Ross, and he said, no. Is he a system guy? No. I don't know. They got like, a tough one. Second Since- regular season loss for Brock Purdy. Who they got this week? Cincinnati. <laughs> off a bye. Off a bye. Who then the Eagles wax the Dolphins? Because who's a more fraudulent Super Bowl contender, Dolphins or Bills? Whoa. Bills. I don't like Bills. either I'm of them. Bills. But, okay. I like, but I think the Bills. All right. Then I'm Dolphins offense yeah. still. I know they got slowed down last week, but my goodness. Yeah, but the two teams they played. But like the, the, the swings. Decent teams, they lost. They kept that game with Philly. Like the swing, the two a pick to Darius Slay when they were driving, turned yeah. that game, then they Tyreek turned that drop. right back in. Yeah, Tyreek's dropped. Miami was in that game. They played pretty well, I thought. But I'm saying the two games, yeah. the, the two teams, the Dolphins, yeah, no, played were good. They lost to both. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, that's fine. And the Bills losing to the Patriots on the road. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball playoffs at game seven yesterday in Houston. Win or go home from the Lone Star Showdown. Max Scherzer got the ball for the Rangers. Christian Javier for the Astros. First run came just four pitches in. The 1-0. And that ball driven to right field. It's real deep, and you can forget about it. This one goes second deck. Corey Seager, what a start for the Rangers. He blasts off, and it's 1-0 Texas in the first. Bing bong. Third home run of the playoffs for Corey Seager. Solo shot. Astros starter Christian Javier unable to shake that one off. The Rangers kept pressing. They scored three runs in the first inning. Jose Altuve doubled, then scored off a single by Jose Abreu to make it 3-1 after the first. Then they exchanged solo home runs, so then it was 4-2. Max Scherzer was on the bump, so, you know, the Astros weren't out of it. But then the Rangers put that to bed in the top of the fourth. There's no way 
that I am pitching to this guy right here right now. In a 6-2 game, 2-0 pitch to Garcia, runners at second and third, hits it on the ground and through. Carter with his speed rounds third, and two will score as Seager steps on it, then Carter, and Adolis Garcia is three for three tonight. Texas is destroying Houston pitching. They lead it 8-2 to two in the fourth. Yeah, Garcia would hit a bomb in his next at <laughs> It was incredible, <laughs> that guy. Ten runs. Oh, my and, God. And that's after getting plunked. Yep. Yeah, back in game number three on Friday? Three no, four. Five. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, game yeah. five he got yeah. plunked. I love the start to this clip. There's no way <laughs> that I am pitching yeah. to this guy right here right now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoops. That was pretty much it. Uh, yeah, here's the final call for you. Rangers ready to explode over the dugout rail. Their fans behind them standing. One ball, two strikes. Two out pitch to Tucker. On the ground to second. Should do it. Simeon throws to first. And the Texas Rangers. 90 wins in the regular season fly cross country. And their journey will bring them to the World Series for the first time since 2011 as they roll over the Houston Astros. Well, they only had to fly across the state to battle it's the close. Astros, but that's fine. Texas is a large place, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's too bad about those Astros, hey? Oh, <laughs> let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. We also knew the Rangers were going to the World Series as soon as they swept the Jays in that season series right in the, late in the regular season, right? Yeah, like um, as course. soon as that happened, we were all like, "Yeah, they're going to the World Series, no problem, no doubt about it." And good for Marcus Simeon yep. uh, getting to a, a World uh, Series yep. and giant-headed Bruce Bochy there. It's a big what first manager to go to three, uh, take yeah, three different retired, teams to the World Series. Came off the couch and now all of a sudden to the World Series, just I- ambled out to the mound to celebrate also, with his team. He's uh, only like five managers have more World Series titles than him. Really? Yeah. Huh. And if he wins this one, he'll tie Joe Torre. Now, you ready for trivia time with you guys? Don't look anything up. I'm, I already got it wrong, but yeah, let's go. Uh, the Texas Rangers are one of six teams never to win a World Series. Why don't we go back and forth? Can you name the other five? Patrick, you first. Seattle Mariners. Correct. Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks? No. I don't. 2001. Was it? Okay. Milwaukee know. Brewers. Yes. You are go. you looking this up? No. no okay. you would Tampa Bay Rays. Know. Yes. Um, Minnesota Twins? No, they no, won. No, they haven't. 91. Buffalo Bison. No. Uh, they haven't won a World Series. That's so. true. Calgary Flames. They haven't won a World no, Series. Correct. Have never been in my kitchen. You got another guess? Colorado Rockies. There you go. Yes. Uh, San Diego Padres. I'm yes. trying to think of the teams I always you, There's one team you're missing. About. One more. Uh, uh, the, no. Come on, Matty. I believe in you. Come on. Please. You can do this. You can do it. Can I have a hint? Blue Jays division. Uh, the Orioles? No. They've won many. I don't know. I don't know, dude. They play in Red a terrible ballpark. I already said the Rays. Yeah, he said oh, the Rays. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was, was that I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't gonna guess the Red Sox yeah, or the Padres. Yankees, and he said the Rays. Padres, Brewers, Rangers, Mariners, Rockies, Rays. Yeah. All of you have to win a World Championship. Hmm. And they're you know like the Padres and Brewers and Rangers. They're old, uh, Mariners. I guess they're older teams. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the one the Diamondbacks won. Luis Gonzalez hit a walk off. Uh, one of the game, best game Mariana sevens Rivera. ever. Ever. Yeah. 
and they had Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson yep. at the top of their rotation. Randy was went, Randy was pitching in the ninth, I think, in that one. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Talk about a nickname too, the big unit. Have you seen his like photography logo? No. Oh my. God. Yeah, he does a lot of. It's so cool. Because cool. didn't he hit the bird? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he exploded that bird, and yeah. that's what he. It uses. was a total accident. <laughs> Randy Johnson photography, and it's a the dead bird. Oh, it's in a circle. Yeah, okay. Mm. Game six of the NLCS yesterday. <laughs> Arizona trying to push this series to the brink. Do the improbable after everybody thought, oh, Arizona stands no chance. Surefire sweep after game two, but yet here we are. Merrill Kelly got the ball for the Snakes. Aaron Nola for the uh, for the Phillies. Rematch of the game two beatdown that Philly laid on Arizona. One way to manage the Philly crowd is to get an early lead. Take it to the top of the second. Two ball, two strike count. Nola into the full windup and the pitch. And a drive to left. And the Diamondbacks break on top on a home run by Tommy Pham. Here's the uh, next one from Nolan. And a shot to left. And it's going to be 2-0 Diamondbacks. Back to back. Pham and Gurriel for the Diamondbacks here on the second inning. Yeah, solo bombs from Pham and Gurriel Jr. The former J. Evan Longoria would score Alec Thomas with a single before the inning was over. So 3-0 early lead for Arizona. Phillies got one run back in the bottom of the inning. But Merrill Kelly... Battled to limit the damage. Left after five innings, was not happy that he was getting pulled he from was this game. Not, didn't want to get a hand uh, high five or anything. No, allowed one earned <laughs> run off of three hits, three walks, eight Ks along the way. Left with a four-one lead after Cattell Marte scored Corbin Carroll with a triple in the fifth. That chased Aaron Nola from the game. He went six shutout innings back in the first start of the series. This one, he gives up four earned runs on six hits and two walks. Bullpen for Arizona only allows three hits the remaining four innings. Diamondbacks win at 5-1. We get a game seven tonight, boys. Wow. And then didn't think they would win. No. In Philly. And, and now they Rob, won in Philly. Rob Manfred <laughs> in baseball is like, please not a Diamondbacks <laughs> Rangers World Series. Oh, I, yeah, a lot of Bill Belichick tablet smashing uh, in like, MLB headquarters like, yesterday. I'd be fine with both, but like I get it. Like, like you want you need Philadelphia, you need a big market here, but man. No, it's just the Phillies are just an exciting team. Oh, it's, it's but you got to give the Diamondbacks team. some credit. These snakes, man, they're young. Gabby Moreno. Oh, my God. Gabby Moreno. <laughs> Again, last yesterday with the blocking of the plate. Oh, oh he was so like oh, he oh, throw out at second. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> man, I, I really hope Ross like, and I'm Mark al- are just. Listen, I'm always on the side of trading, you know, prospects for proven major league Proven. Talent. But you didn't proven. trade for a superstar. You traded for a guy who tries to bunt his way on in a playoff game with two game, two guys on <laughs> in Dalton Varsho. Never a superstar. Uh. You trade proven talent for a superstar player. You got Dalton Varsho for now who looks like a catcher who <laughs> might be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. And you gave him up for Dalton Varsho. Oh, at least he can catch for the Blue Jays in an emergency situation. You think Lourdes would resign? Great glove. You think Lourdes would resign in Toronto? Eh. <laughs> but you gave up that guy. <laughs> I know. For Alejandro Kirk, yeah. who roly polies his way around the bases? If Kirk didn't take the Giants' slide at the second half of last year, he might have been traded in that deal. Oh, my God. Forget and the connected team is a dangerous team. We are dangerous. Yeah. I'm just wondering anyway. one day, like, who's going to be the first pitcher to form a mutiny against a manager for taking them out in a they game can. where they're rolling? Just I know. It, to leave. It, it's, just, it's But stupid. once he comes out and does the signal, that's it. He's I know. done. But that's it's the like, rule. Like, dude, this is dumb. Like, I'm, yeah. I'd be like, I'm not leaving this. Well, no. I'm if staying. Okay, no. He can stay <laughs> if he comes out the first time. If the manager comes out the second time, then he has to come out of the gate. That's the rule. Yeah. Game seven tonight from Philly just after six. It'll be on Sportsnet 1. Expect 25-year-old 
Rookie righty Brandon Fodd for the Diamondbacks. 28-year-old lefty veteran Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. NBA season begins tonight. I know for a fact. I'm just guessing also, really. <laughs> Raptors begin tomorrow with their new head coach. Scotty Barnes is back, looking to take a next, a next step. Pascal Siakam, the final year of his deal. World Cup MVP, Dennis Schroeder. OJ Ananobi has the player option after this season. Grady Dick is uh, the high draft pick for 2023. They didn't want to trade him. That's why Lillard wasn't a a Raptor. They wanted Dick and... uh, Yeah, but Lillard didn't want to come. Lillard was never going to come here. He's going to be miserable in Toronto. I really want a rookie to click. I know Scotty Barnes clicked, but I want another rookie to click, and I think Grady Dick could be one. Did you hear what Pat Bev said about the Raptors? They got no dogs on their team. I wouldn't be afraid if I saw them in an alley. They got no dogs. It's true. They don't. Who's going to be scratching? What's a reasonable expectation for this team? Playoffs, play team. forty-one and forty-one. Play in tournament. Play in tournament. Not a play in tournament, though. I think they at forty-one and forty-one. I think they could actually be a six seed and be avoiding the okay. play in. We should talk Isn't to Matt Devlin tomorrow. Play in tournament. Oh. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten are the play in. So six would be the last of the play in. Tonight, Lakers Nuggets five thirty. Suns Warriors at eight. Also, so Giannis got the bag. He'll yeah. play this season at 45 mil, the next just over 48. Then he's got an extension beginning in 25-26. Three-year extension worth over $186 Wish, million. Dollars. Wish had a good tweet there. like Because if, if you consider like uh, Giannis is like a top two NBA player in the league right now, what he and he posted a picture of like Connor McDavid, like an angry Connor McDavid on the ice. And she's like, that guy's only going to make $15 million a year in a few years. It's just yeah okay okay but like on like, I'm so no. tired of people comparing. Yeah, here it is. But honestly, Patrick, they're not. Comparable. Giannis has more influence on the game than I McDavid know. does because there's only five dudes on the court at a time. That's fair. That's not comparable. It's not. I'm tired of people posting these. They're not even remotely comparable. Stop comparing the major sports. The player positions are different. The value by position is different. The yep. amount of superstars is different. The total money in the league is different. I the amount know, of people that right. watch the you're TV deals right. are different. None of the I'm not just saying to you, every time when someone signs a big money deal in another league, everyone has to rush and say, oh, the NHL players are dependent. No. They, they get what they get. This is part of it. I feel if the league was run a little bit better, they would get a little bit more. Fine. That's Who's on that? Whose fault is that? That's the league's fault. It's, you guys, uh, <laughs> this is your CBA too. Ridiculous. Uh, finally, we got to end here. Uh, we all do love hockey, but of course, there's uh, all a few things we can learn about the sport. Where better to go than those who are uh, part of the game? The heat of the battle, the eye of the hurricane, if you will. Time to find out what the pros said. Oh, here we go. You always try your traffic. It's the other team's always trying to... Um, not let you get traffic. At the end of the day, it's about winning. He gets, he scores some of the nicest goals I've ever seen. Last game, he fell in the net. For us tonight, we we had opportunities to score. We didn't score. That was the difference. Yeah, you know, it always feels good when you score a goal in the NHL. He's a guy we need to we need to get him going more than he is at this point. Let's just say that. You know, Savvy's a hockey player. You know, it's a big difference between someone who plays hockey and a hockey player. Good luck on the PP, but we got to capitalize. Yeah, we make good plays. They made better plays. Yeah, obviously the PPs is not at the level that we're uh, that we wanted. Some of those PPs in the second period, and then at the end there we had some good looks. We just have to find a way to, to score. I thought we controlled the play. Outshot them. Control the play. It doesn't matter unless you score. Blocking shots. Goalie stood big. And goals come in waves, and um, 
And I think a lot of times it comes, like I said, in waves. Not inventing the, reinventing the wheel, um, you know. We had some chances a lot from outside. We just need a little bit more urgency, I think. You know, off the ice, on the ice, and obviously those three blocks tonight. Monty was, you know, a heck of a player when we were playing him in the Calgary and, you know, back in the day it was him and Goudreau. They were, you know, pretty good together. Did you just recycle the first one you did? No, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah, believe it or not, those have been three separate ones. Yeah. Uh, luckily, believe it or not, that was all from one game's post game yesterday. Wow. <laughs> that was all from the Sabres. Yeah, that was like St. Louis, night. right? Yeah, St. Louis was in yeah. there. I listened to like five minutes of his presser before I realized that it was all in French. It's just all, <laughs> what am I doing here? Yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> it's far too early for me to be doing this. Tage Thompson with an what? all-timer. Boy, was he dry yesterday. Like, um... <laughs> Uh, Savard, David Savard, the block shots yesterday with no, <laughs> he's missing a skate blade. Did you see that? And I'm yeah. watching all the Habs fans in the lower bowl there, and you see David Savard just putting his body on the line. <laughs> Nobody's clapping. <laughs> They're all just sitting watching him. They don't clap until Jake Allen finally makes the save. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if I'm seeing a guy do that, I'm like, up out of my seat. I'm like, holy crap, yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah. And then, like, and, there's and like, then they're shoving him like, to the bench. That is, not, that is not where I expected you to go. That's yeah. good. I like that. I'm just watching the Habs fans. They're all yeah. sitting watching this. Yeah. Respect that warrior. Damn right. Give him some love. These guys are getting their ass kicked every night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, the Sabres. Wolf. wolf. Yikes. Tough start to their season, too. Got to get the pee-pee going. Yeah. Detroit. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Yeah. You always got to get the pee-pee going. <laughs> Um, the Morning Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. I'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead. I love when they refer to it as the PP. Oh, yeah. I, I, I try to like, avoid uh, it as I much just, as possible so because funny. of that. Uh, it just sounds so silly. Um, straight ahead, uh, who the hell should play with John and Huberto? Um, and uh, there's two sporting events going on that even got past my sporting radar. We'll do that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.